if you look back over your life, are there times that you felt lost or without hope of a better tomorrow? Are there times when God didn't answer your prayers the way you really wanted them answered? This on steroids is what grief is. And if this is your first major loss, it will take you longer to be able to look back and see that God never left you, that he heard your cries and was still working for your good. In today's episode, I'll share how God was there during many of the hard moments of my life and how he gave me joy from sorrow and beauty from ashes. Those were just cliches until I lived out those truths and I'm here to stand with you as you do. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in the Bahamas, our spotlight country this week. Wouldn't that be fun to go there? And California, again, is the state with the most downloads. I hope this is a reminder that whatever state or country you are in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. There's nothing more we can do. I remember hearing testimonies of people who were told this by doctors. There have been children, young people, and old alike who have been healed by the great physician even after being given a terminal prognosis. How amazing would that have been if that had happened to your loved one or mine? You know, Monica was six. She and I had discussions about how much more powerful her testimony of physical healing would be as she went to churches to sing and share her life story. We missed it. God had a bigger plan and we never saw it coming, she said. I wanted to believe that and there were days that I did. But in the end, there was no physical healing. Yes, there was every other kind of healing from emotional, relational, and spiritual. But this situation and these circumstances were the opposite of what I ever expected to go through. Not only had God not healed a faith warrior, but he made me doubt him, taking away any thoughts of the ministry for me. The holidays are coming up, and man, oh man, hold on, friend, because I remember how any bit of traction I gained seemed obliterated when the holidays came. And I use that strong a word because that's how it felt. I went back to the beginning in terms of crying, questioning, and wanting to quit. Yes, the holidays are hard, but yes, you're going to make it through. 
In today's episode, I'll share the reasons that I know that even if you are knocked down by another strong wave of grief, you will stand again. There's hope here. I've said it before, but going through grief is like living in that movie Groundhog Day. I hate that movie. It drove me crazy because it's the same scene over and over and over and over again. And you only continue watching it because you hope and pray that the next time it'll be different. Isn't that grief? It feels like it's never going to get better. That you will never stop hurting. That life can't ever be good again. But you make it through each day praying that tomorrow will be different. That the scene will change. Your life, it won't ever be the same. That is true. But it can be different and good at the same time. You will always feel the loss, but you won't hurt like you do now. But if you're looking for a change to occur and grief to have an end point in that first year or so, that may or may not happen. When I was going through grief, I asked everyone, how long will this be? And no one would give me a time frame because there's no real time frame. We are all individuals with unique relationships to the one who died. God created you for a reason. He put you in your family, even if that family wasn't good. He put you on this earth at this specific time because he has a purpose for your life. You were given time with your loved one, certainly not as much time as you wanted. But God knew that too. He took Moses, the murderer and stutterer, to lead the Israelites. He used me, a hot mess in grief, a person with no more purpose or push to begin a grief support podcast. Notice earlier I said that God made me doubt him and took away any thoughts of a ministry for me. Do you see the irony in that? Being the grief girl, which I know is a term of endearment, is not a calling I chose. I wanted to be as far from grief as possible. I was only supposed to write the book and that was it, tell her story. Yet now I can't imagine my life without being involved in this sacred work. There's a special connection God has given me to feel the pain because I was such a mess, but to offer hope that only comes from God. Let me share some more. Now, when I was growing up, My mother didn't think college was for me and made sure to discourage it. I never took the SATs. I never read the first college application because I didn't think I was smart enough. All my friends were choosing colleges and celebrating the letters of acceptance, and I worked at a local convenience store. Now, I've worked at the FBI and hog farms, but I also have two master's degrees. That's only God. As I shared in the last episode, after her death, I turned to junk food to feel better, at least in the moment. So I gained weight, felt like crap, and then worked hard to complete a half marathon. That's only God. I promised God I would write the story of Monica's faith, but struggled and wrestled with that for over 10 years. However, the book is now published and available for purchase. Again, it's God. I was divorced at the ripe age of 28 after a five-year very difficult marriage. I had other relationships after, most of which were not good and had come to accept that I would probably not marry again. God is so amazing and involved in our lives that he allowed me to meet and marry Jeff at 51 years of age. 
Jeff is not perfect, but he is perfect for me. He listens to every episode to make sure there are no glaring edits <laughs> needed. We get each other's quirks, and just this morning, Amantha Jim came over and told us that he sees us there and that he told his wife how neat it was to watch us walk in holding hands. That's only God. You know, testimonies aren't always from tragedy to triumph in a period of months or a couple of years. They aren't always when you get what you want or you get what you planned. See, testimonies are about yielding or surrendering to God's will for your life. And knowing what he has for you will be far better than you ever imagined, even on the days when you can't see it. The song of the week is called Wait on the Lord by James Wilson. I think that's fitting for this time because it's a lot of waiting. I thought faith and grief meant not hurting as deeply as I did because that made me feel like a failure every time I was starting over. But what I found was that faith was more about getting up every time I was knocked down because I had even a mustard seed sized hope just a little bit for a better tomorrow. Our word for the week is from Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I believe that God could work miracles and change lives. I believed that, but I always thought that he would do that for others and not me. I guess it was in the way that I saw myself as unworthy or not good enough to have all the blessings that he wants to give his children. But we are all his sons and daughters, his heirs. You are a daughter of the living God. We all are. So just keep getting up every day. Just keep taking care of what is in front of you. And while you're doing that, take extra good care of yourself. Give yourself a lot of grief, grace, and spend a lot of time with God. Just watch what he will do in your life. Your journey works or the work of your journey for this week are time to search the Bible. Find three promises of God that you want to claim for your life. I don't know if when I was going through it was to strengthen me, to comfort me, to give me a sense of purpose and so on. But you pick them for you. And you're probably going to have at least one time this week where your grief will knock you down, where the wave hits you. So in that moment or moments, don't let it make you feel like a failure or like it will never be any different. In that or those moments, lean into God, read those promises, believe those promises, and just be. And here are other ways to help you move forward. Join the private Facebook group if you want to be a part of an amazing group of faith-filled women who are walking out the hardest journey of their lives. This is the group to join. People share what they're going through, and it is hard, but it's also inspiring because it is so hard. You can also purchase the What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop. This will be so helpful to you in your first year. It's broken into four sections like a mini support program to give you direction and the action steps to take. And don't forget, if you're in the private Facebook group, you get 10% off. If you don't have a church home, 
visitmychurchopendoorchurch.com. Links to everything you need are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future. He is your father and you are his daughter. And keep coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking those steps, however small or slow, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.